Today is October 11th, 2023, and the world is talking about what clues does Bible prophecy give about what's next for Israel. You are listening to part two of a special report on Is This the End of the World? As the conflict in Israel concludes its fifth day, I want to talk through some events that happened over the past few years that led to this war. But before we go there, let's talk about why many individuals feel this conflict relates to events predicted over 2,000 years ago. So what's special about Israel? Israel is ground zero for all Bible prophecy. The entirety of the Old Testament focuses on the formation, development, eventual fall, and preservation of the nation of Israel. Ethnic Israel could have been wiped off the face of the planet many times. They were held as slaves in Egypt in ancient days, detained in captivity in Babylon in 586 BC, driven from Rome in 70 AD, persecuted and expelled from Europe during the Spanish Inquisition in the 1400s, and later, 6 million Jews were mass murdered during the Holocaust in Nazi Germany in the 1940s. At each juncture in history, the Jewish people faced annihilation, but in each instance, the Lord miraculously protected and preserved his people Israel. The Messiah of the world came out of Israel, and he is going to return to Israel. But when he comes back again, it will not be as a helpless child born to a poor family, but as a military commander riding a white horse to signify war. When he finally returns, the Lord will come to the aid of outnumbered Israel, an entire nation the size of the state of New Jersey, and defeat her enemies in an epic battle taking place on the plains of Megiddo, a hilltop strategically located on the main road built by the Romans to connect Egypt with Damascus, Syria. This is the final battle famously known as Armageddon. During this final struggle, the Lord will judge the various nations for how they treated Israel and attempted to divide the land that God the Creator rightfully gave to the Jewish nation. Joel 3 verses 1 and 2 says this, In those days and at that time, when I restore the fortunes of Judah and Jerusalem, I will gather all nations and bring them down to the valley of Jehoshaphat. There I will put them on trial for what they did to my inheritance, my people Israel, because they scattered my people among the nations and divided up my land. As I said in my last post, we're not here yet. Before this world-ending conflict, the Antichrist will negotiate a seven-year peace deal with Israel. This hasn't happened yet, but be on the lookout for nations, organizations, possibly the UN, IAEA, or other entities that promise peace to Israel in exchange for a ceasefire. Actually, this could come any day now. So what's next? The battle over the Holy Land dates back to the time of Isaac and Ishmael, the two sons of Abraham, noted in Genesis 21. Isaac embodies the son promised by God to Abraham in his old age, but Ishmael was conceived as an illegitimate child. Isaac's son Jacob becomes the father of the nation of Israel, and Ishmael's descendants become the Arab nations. The two entities have been at war ever since. 
Many of the predictions in the Old Testament, often referred to as end-time prophecy, center around alliances that develop between the Arab nations. For example, a future military conflict referenced in Ezekiel 38 and 39 describes a coalition of countries headed by Rosh, thought to be Russia, Persia, thought to be Iran, and includes other nations, possibly the modern territories of Libya, Turkey, Ethiopia, and parts of the former Soviet Union. This coalition stages a military invasion of Israel at a time when they are living in peace and experiencing great prosperity, which, since the Abraham Accords, modern-day Israel fits this description. So why do they invade? According to Ezekiel 38, 12-13, to take the spoils. Possibly the oil and natural gas fields discovered as recently as 2010? Coincidentally, according to this prophecy, one group protests this military invasion of Israel, Sheba, Dedan, and the merchants of Tarshish. This is widely understood to be none other than Saudi Arabia. This makes sense considering that the crown prince Mohammed bin Salman, also known by the initials MBS, who's only 38 years old, is slowly moving towards normalizing ties with Israel for the first time in the country's history. So regardless of how you feel about end-time prophecy, a massive military and economic alliance is forming in the Middle East that we should not ignore. This involves several, if not all, of the key players referenced above. Russia, Iran, Libya, Turkey, and others. So how exactly is Iran involved? If we fast forward to the events that unraveled in the past week, we can see that Iran is at the epicenter of this conflict. The news reports that Hezbollah, another proxy of Iran, is now involved in the fight. Hezbollah is a terror organization, criminal cartel, and political party all rolled into one. Since 2000, Iran has been working with Hezbollah to build up Iran's military arsenal in preparation for a war against Israel. Lebanon serves as the headquarters for the leadership of this Iranian-controlled criminal cartel. Hezbollah, like Hamas, is funded, trained, and resourced by Iran. The U.S. Treasury Department estimates that Iran provides these organizations with as much as $100 million annually to destroy Israel. To go a step further, the buffer that used to exist between Iran and Israel no longer exists. Iran has taken military control of every country located between it and Israel, Lebanon, Syria, Jordan, and Iraq. This is not by accident. The last holdout was Iraq. But on September 5, 2022, Amir Safati, who served as a major in the IDF, reported, the bottom line is that Iraq fell into the hands of Iran. There is no longer a major political rival in Iraq which can challenge the Iranian-backed forces attempting to control the country. But clearly, the most shocking escalation occurred on February 8th of this year, 2023, when Iran published a photo of a ballistic missile with the words, Death to Israel, written in Hebrew. I have a picture of this in my blog if you wish to check it out. 
To provide some further context, Iran, a country the size of California, Texas, Montana, and Idaho combined, is hell-bent on harassing a nation with just under 10 million people. This is roughly the population of New York City. Iran is like the bully on the playground who goes after the youngest and smallest child in the yard. And if that weren't bad enough, he enlists all of his thug friends to join in. So what is Iran planning next? How is the U.S. involved? Why does the Arab world want to wipe Israel off the face of the map? How are Libya and Turkey involved? How is Russia involved? Stay tuned to find out. My next post is coming soon.